So good evening, everybody. And as I was just saying in our pre-game, or pre-game, in our pre-share uh, talk, that uh, what we're learning tonight, tonight is so important. I'm actually coming straight from Marev to this shear. And I, I before Marev, as Musa Seder, where in the curl where I learned, so I was just learning this, this, this safer up, learning it before we came here. And it's such an important work. We, we spend so much time davening. So much of our Yiddishkeit, of our Judaism, is tefillah. So much of our Hatzlacha, our success in this world and the next world, will be how we daven. Our Yomim Tovim, davening. I was just mentioning Baruch Hashem, the, the, the election in Israel, I mean, we, we, we need to daven every day, but at least the election is something to celebrate, that there was one side which wanted uh, an Israel to be a Belgium or, Nor- or Norway, basically wants a secular state that has, happens to have a lot of Jews in it, and another side with, with imperfections uh, largely wants a Torah existence for the Jews in, in, in Israel. Not that I liked all the characters who are associated with, the, with it, um, but, but certainly it's, it's people who care about the Jews, care about Torah, care about Eretz Yisrael. And so that was a big Yeshua Hashem. And there was a lot of tefillah that went into it. And, and had we just taken uh, things for granted, both in our actions and our tefillah, certainly we could have had a very different outcome uh, yesterday. On that note, we're still in the psicha. So as discussed, we're going to be discussing the different ways, the different mechanisms of prayer, prayer of song, prayer of need, prayer of crying, all these different things. And we're, we're, we're working our way there. But we're still in the psicha. In the, we had last week a little hakdama introduction. And now we're in the preliminary discussion about the power of prayer itself and about how we davened. From the foundations of of success, a person has to approach tefillah, approach prayer with uh, with uh, with the desire to be great, with a desire to be great in while in, in prayer, and a desire to grow and to go upwards in a person's tefillah. That is. To make efforts, to go up one level after another level. When I was a little kid, I did, I did, I took for about a little bit, not too long, karate. And it was like, I forget how it white, yellow, orange, whatever, red, black, right? You didn't want to, you, you, if you were doing karate for like five years and you're still a white belt, I remember. You know, that, that's how you start. Either a white belt. You mentioned five years you're a white belt, or ten years you're a yellow belt. It's a bush of a hair ball. It's an embarrassment. What are you doing? You have a yellow belt for ten years. You walk around the yellow belt. You'd be embarrassed. That's what you walk around with. Ten years later, I think, probably just in case you don't know, I, I believe it goes white than yellow. I forgot. <laughs> I was I was very young when I did this. But but at the end of the day, it's a bush of a hair ball. You're going to stay in the same belt the whole life. Maybe there are people who, who remain white belts. They've been davening their whole life. They're still white belt. You have to go from level to level. Shtai, you have to grow. But if you want to become a Talmud Chacham, a Torah scholar, we all know that because Torah intrinsically, either you, 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 you're going to get it or not going to get it. Yeshivas, by the way, I can only imagine for the Yeshiva if you had like different minyanim. You have the beginning minyan, 
A beginning doesn't mean like beginning means you dive in like a beginner. You speak, you know, obviously anyone in the yeshiva they they, they speak lashon hakodesh. They they communicate. They don't understand the Aramaic largely, but there's the beginners in and the second. <laughs> well, in shir in, in shirs you have that. You really have different levels of learning in in, in yeshiva. Sometimes uh, the grades themselves, but in the grades they're they are broken down into levels. And certainly when you get to base management, you get older. There's there's sh- the shir and the, the, the lectures. The daily lectures are based on the, upon the level you, you are, or who you'll study with will be based on your level. And we know that the Shiva, you go level after level. The person studying many years of Shiva, he would be, in theory, at the same level as he was before, whether it's depth of understanding, knowledge of Torah, as when he came in. It can be as a Kishol Yechavshov, he'd feel like a failure. He'd be a failure in his own eyes, in his friends' eyes. Same thing with prayer. Gamke, you gotta have approach tefillah. Prayer has to be an avoid. An avoid means a service which you're gonna come become better at. You're not gonna stay static or just be the same and be satisfied with the same type of prayer. The same way I prayed eight years ago, I prayed today, Davin today. But in Eretz Yisrael, in a different shir, if you can't compare um, a person's shir off in the first year shir, he's young, by a bakr, he gets a little bit older, shir bays, or he's even older, he's learning more gemara in third year, or second year, every year in yeshiva, you have to be better in, in, by the way, the, the author of this work, Rishim Shepinkis, who was, a, was an international speaker, very involved in Kirov Rechayikim, he used to speak in South America, around the world, to bring Jews of all kinds of levels closer to Hashem. He was speaking, I remember I once heard him speak in Babov in Geula, a pretty religious place, uh, but the Babov Rechassim in Geula, he gave Musa there, some chassid walked out and said to me in Yiddish, I never heard someone speak like that over here before, and it was, ah, uh, you know, but at the same time, his main his main job was he was a mashkiach in Ofakim Yeshiva. I was there many years ago when he was the mashkiach. Just went for a few days to see what it was like. His um, mashkiach of Yeshiva, which was you know Yeshiva, it was regular Yeshiva for for Bachrim. In Shir Gimel, you the the Bachrim take turns giving shiurim to each other. So they say Chiddushi Torah. So, so too, if you're already at that level in Torah, your tefillah has to be with more depth. As you're getting older in the yeshiva setting right now, we'll, we'll apply to us in a short, in a short bit. In, in the yeshiva setting, it should be that you start to have a, a burning fire when you daven, and that you want to get closer to Hashem. As the years go by, you have to be greater in your Torah and in your tefillah. That's the way it should be. It should be that it should be that as you grow, a person grows in their Torah, grows in their, in their, in their service of Hashem, their tefillah goes up um, as well. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick on Yitzchak Fagan, like my good friend Yitzchak Fagan is on this call. Yitzchak Fagan has a 22 year old 22 year plan originally sped up over time to finish shots, which is amazing, and I've used him. Over the years, as, as an example of a dedication and devotion, I don't know, and it could be he does, but I would say that for, there are way more Yitzhak Fagans in the world 
who does it for Torah than for Tefillah. A 22-year plan for becoming an expert in Tefillah, there's very few people who do. There's, there's people for their shots every seven and a half years, but what about in Tefillah? They, they have goals. Goals to, to no shots, to great... It's amazing, by the way. I'm not mitigating it. It's, a, it's like half of a fellow. But for whatever reason, Tefillah does not get that same attention. So he says, And your boy will come into yeshiva, and he, he develops tremendously in his Torah study. <laughs> he came in, a religious boy, let's say, a nice yeshiva, a reformer boy, a chassidish, but it makes no difference. And Shir Aleph, at 18 years old or whatever, and he leaves a few years later, and he doesn't, he's not improved in Iota, Davin's exact same way. Why is, why is that the case? Because in Torah, he put a lot of effort and time and energy. But by Tefillah, that doesn't make it his business. The Indian avoids the Tefillah, doesn't work on it. For the writing, doesn't see a necessity to grow up and to do it. If someone says, you know, you gotta just cap a minion, catch a minion, catch a minion. Al Davin, you know, they feel like they come to Shachris, they're already at Sadiq, you say, Rolam, I Davin, I came on time. I came on time today. I came on time to Davin today. I didn't talk in Davin. By the way, those are very, both very important things. But it's just, if we didn't, you know, if I say the words, I said all the words of Davin. I said all the words of Davin. If the MS, Eich Achsha, Binyanim, and anything in spirituality, says Rapinkus, you can't build, you can't become great if you don't. If you're not machshev, you don't think it's important. You don't you don't prioritize it. It's not going. Your person is not going to become better at it. But David Ramos the pasuk is a famous pasuk in in Nebuchadnezzar, which the Gemara expounds. Pasuk says in Malachim Beis about Nebuchadnezzar, who is the Babylonian king, the Russia who destroyed the base of Migdash. He says the Yisrof is base Hashem. So listen to this. The 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 the, the pasuk says in the end of Malachim Beis he burned the base Hashem the house of Hashem the base of Mikdash. It's called Bais Galdol Sarpeish, and the whole Bais Galdol he was Sarpeish he burnt the base. The Gemara Megillah says Rabbi Yechonah Rabbi Shua Malevi Chad Amar where's a what's the Bais Galdol Chad Amar is Malkum Shemigadlim Boto it's Galdol it's a place where you become great in Torah i.e. the yeshivas. The Chad Amr, Rabbi Shuman Levi said, you know what the Baisa Gadda was? Is Malkam Shemagadlin Bo Tfilah. It's a place where he became great in Tfilah. Says Rav Pinkis that Harikamo Shebeis HaMedrash. Listen to the language of the Gemara. The Gemara says that a, a, a yeshiva is a place where you become great. You're You become great in Torah. Kayim Beis HaTfilah. A shul is a place you're supposed to become great in Tfilah. It's not a place where you go to Daven. It's a place where you become great in tefillah. The Kfar Amru Chazal, our sages told us about tefillah. It's an amazing Gemara. Brachas Vav. Devarim ha'imdin berumu shalaylam. That tefillah is from the things that are the most lofty things of the world. Uvnei b'nei adem ezalzlam b'hen. And yet people don't take it seriously. The Gemara, the Talmud wrote this 1700 years ago. It's something, it's hailing she'en kamo, it's holy beyond belief. And people don't give it the, it's due, the due diligence that they need. V'nei vada, and certainly, she'i efshelo la'odim she'agiyah, 
You know, if you want to get L'Rumo Sha'olam to the highest levels above, how do you get there? You can't get there. You need a ladder to go up to there. <laughs> right? You want to get to the highest heights. You want to get up above to Shemayim and be close to Hashem and, 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 and actually, which we know, and even affect all of the brachas that we get in this world and you have a ladder to get there. If you, imagine the following thing. You go next to that ladder every single day and you walk around the ladder. You want to get up above and you, you do a circle, hakafa, around the ladder. Once in a while, you even look up the ladder and see where it leads to. You say, oh, I love to go up there. But if you just walk around it, and you look up once in a while, wow, it looks amazing. It looks great to get all the way up there. But if you don't make the efforts to get up on that ladder and push up one rung, up the other rung till you get to the top, you can walk on the ladder for years until you become old and you're still on the ground. You'll never get to Rumo Shaloylam. You'll never get to Daven and you can be close to Hashem the Chazanish. When he describes Tefillah, it says if you leave your body. <laughs> you literally, your soul clings to above. And a person walks around, they come to Davening, it's like boring. You know, and they're totally on the, on the ground. They're not clinging above because they never stepped up the, the ladder of Tefillah. And he says, says of Pinkus, there's, there's a tremendously important point in tefillah and prayer, which many people make an effort if you want to improve in prayer. If you want to grow in shtai in tefillah and prayer, become a greater person. It means if I'm a bigger person, I'm a greater person, I'm a holier person, then a mela, then accordingly, a person who comes to feel like they get, they're, they're, they're bigger. For example, Taras Aliyev, purity of heart, their thought process improves. Kedusha, they become more holy, their focus is on, on holy things. Kirvala Hashem That's, they imagine if they have all of that, then of course the Tzilas improve of Allah Emes, but the truth is, Devadayu, while certainly Kashavis Askim Adregas Kavayus when we're working on becoming greater, holier, purer, Hema, you say this, these are important things that allow a person to become truly great. If we're going to really talk about growth in Tfilah, growth being a person who could pray, Hakavana, he, Liknos, uh, the, the, the important thing you need to know is you have to have an appreciation of tefillah. The kniyas and a belief in tefillah. Amunah tefillah, rak ayyadeh. Excuse me, it's not sad. It's not a belief in tefillah. You have to acquire the umnes of tefillah. You have to acquire the, 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 the job, the, the, the understanding, the profession of prayer. you got to be a good prayer person. The kniyas umnes of tefillah, the only way to do it is all your day man You got to put time and effort into it. It takes effort to learn the tefillah, to understand it, to work on it. Some prayers will speak to you, some will not. Things that speak to you to emphasize those, just like in Limit HaTorah, like when you learn study Torah. 
you know, I, I think I, I, when I was in Philadelphia, uh, I used to teach once in a while for Asia Torah. I was very involved in Kirov on, 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 on the law school. And, and I learned in Yeshiva every day in the Kailo, but, you know, I taught for Asia Torah. And you thinking about Philadelphia, it's the second, I believe it's the second biggest area of, of PhDs in the country after Boston. Philadelphia has a lot of colleges. Uh, you have Penn, of course, you have Temple, Drexel, Bryn Mawr, you have all these kind of liberal arts colleges. It's a lot of, it's a, it's a lot of colleges there. And they, they, I didn't say Philadelphia, excuse me, the, the area, the, the main line, not the whole city, the main line, which is a very Jewish area, had the second, second highest, a very, very educated crowd. So you'd have, and Philadelphia also has lots of ex-conservative Jews. That like there were a, in the main line, Barakin and Marion Station, those areas had uh, Winwood had hundreds of families that were formerly conservative members of conservative temples, and I remember like it was like an amazing thing to me. Like you'd have guys who were academics, professors, very successful people, and they would walk in and they'd be very they top of the line. They're brilliant doctors, brilliant lawyers. You'd imagine they'd walk in. With the Gemara, they pick it up, and it took, it's not just intelligence. You learn when you learn Gemara, you got to be able to know how the Gemara thinks. It's a totally different thinking process. So you can, and by the way, I'm sure we know, we know Silicon Valley also, this really smart guy can get physics, computer engineering, mechanical engineering, and he opens the Gemara, and he's not Rabbi Kivager. <laughs> he's not the Pnei Yeshua. He's not this great Torah scholar. You know why? Because Torah study, besides all the purity, it demands how to think in Gemara. There's a whole thought process, and you have to work on that. And you just can't be smart and learn Gemara. It doesn't work. And even if you went to Yeshiva, and you're very smart, you're brilliant, and you don't apply yourself in Gemara, you're not going to be great. That's not how it works. Derek Laos, B'Sutom Aliyah Torah. You want to get to higher Torah. It takes Amal V'Yagiyah. It takes effort and hard work. You have to hear Shir, right? You hear Shir and how you learn a Rashi, how you learn a Tesis in the Shir, how you understand the Gemara, There's the, the whole Shir. You know, you go to a place like the Mirror or to Lakewood or to Yeshivas and they, you have a Shir and they discuss it and they're all fighting. What does the Gemara mean? And then you, and you do that one year, you get to a higher I mean, you know, you get to a higher Shir. Shlilas Svaras Akumas, and you learn what, how, what's not a correct way to think. You learn how to learn Gemara and how to read Arashi and how to read the, the Rambam. They, it, it's an umnis. There's a whole area of this. Um, that's for sure the way of Torah and so too by Tefillah. It's not enough just to be spiritual. So that happens to be a good, it's helpful. If you want to connect deeply to Tefillah, if you want to shtag and grow in Tefillah, you, it takes... Time and effort until the ways of tefillah are until they bond and it becomes one with them, one with them. <laughs> you know, I remember. I think I probably said this story, you know, over the years, many, many years ago. This is at least this is close to thirty years ago. Um, yeah, about 27, 20 years ago. Somebody asked me to study. Because in my youth, I was a decent basketball player. I was playing the team, etc. And there's a boy from a more modern background who didn't like Gamara. So someone asked me, will I study with him? Like, 
So I said, sure. So I started, so you know, I was a teen, I was like a bocher myself. So, so I started this point with Gomorrah, and he says, I hate Gomorrah. I'm not joking. The guy tells me I have no, the most boring thing in the world. So this guy's name was Stephen. So I said, Steve, let me ask you a question. See, that was a question. You like basketball? I love basketball. This guy happens to be a great basketball. Was at least I haven't seen him in many years. Was a great basketball player, and really, really, really good. Uh, so, let me, let me ask you a question. If you would take a seven-year-old boy, an eight-year-old boy, and you bring him to the basketball court, and he sees a bunch of fifteen, sixteen-year-old boys playing basketball, and they're hitting three-point shots, and they're bank shotting, and they're dribbling around, the, uh, dribbling around their back, and then under the legs, and, and they're having this high-fiving, they're having a great time. So the seven-year-old boy looks like basketball, looks like it's a great game. Geschmack, this is great. So the seven-year-old boy gets in the court, he wants to play basketball. So he tries to draw a ball, hit a few times, hits off his feet, then he throws the ball, air ball. Oh, a seven-year-old boy, air ball. He can't even hit the air ball. Air ball doesn't even hit anything. Third time, air ball. One time, he just throws his heart, it clanks the bottom of the rim. So if you're seven years old and you play basketball, so this game is, this game is not fun at all. <laughs> but something drives the kid because he sees older kids, when we emulate people around us, having a great time. So he starts playing, and he starts getting, you know, nine, he's an eight-year-old now, a nine-year-old, a ten-year-old, now occasionally hits a shot. Ten-year-old occasionally hits a shot. Occasionally he can dribble around. 12-year-old, 13-year-old, now he can start hitting three-point shots, he can dribble, he can pass the ball, he can do a little razzle-dazzle, and 15, 16-year-old, it's a great base, best game in the world, he can play forever. So I said, Steve, let me ask you a question. Did basketball change? He says, no. He said, now you know how to play the game. I said, yeah, Steve, that's the same with Gamora. If you don't understand how to learn Gamora, yeah, it's boring to you. you you're like a seven-year-old kid. You get on the court, you, you have no idea what you're doing. And by the way, it's a terrible... It happened that it was a, he, it's something he could understand. Gamora is way better than basketball. It's way deeper. It takes actually more time and effort also. But the point is, is if you don't have the skill set, then you're not going to nearly do what you could in, a, 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 at all. You won't appreciate it. And it feels so way, way... I mean, basketball is inconsequential. It's good exercise. Maybe it's an outlet. Tefillah is our life. Literally our life. And if we don't learn how to do tefillah, we don't make the effort, we're really going to be missing the boat. And for some people, nebuch, tefillah is boring, or it's something you just speed through. Wow, what a terrible loss. Ikra, tefillah. most important thing of tefillah, by the way, I'm going to end at a certain point, not now, in a little bit, but in what he's going to say, I'm just going to skip, I'll say it now, that the most important thing for becoming better in tefillah is making time for it, making time to improve it. And if we don't do that, uh, we're never going to get there, which will, which, which will be next week. But Ikara Tefillah, Cesar Pincus, Cesar Pincus, you've got to feel when you're davening, that you're with Hashem and Metzius, you are, it's you and Hashem. It's just you and Hashem. And the close to it's literally you're talking to Hashem. Halacha says that you can't walk in front of a person because the Shekhinah is there. You're not a walker. The Hashem's presence is there. Somebody, a, a, a farmer, Kfar Chasidim, uh, Eliyahu Lapian, a famous mashkiach, 
He was the yeshiva, I think, was at one point, it was in Zichron Yaakov, which was a former settlement at the time. Now it's really a whole city. But someone walked in, I think, in the 1960s, and they saw people dominating the yeshiva. And they saw about Yalapian. And he's just, he's not, you know, not a religious man. He says, oh, it's funny. They're praying, and he's talking. See, El Yalapian was talking to Hashem. This is not a religious guy, right? They're praying, he's talking. The goal is to talk to Hashem. It's literally a conversation between a you and Hashem, and a Yid feels, a Jew feels, that they're we're talking to Hashem. Let's say, here go Rav. This doesn't happen, it's not an instant, instant thing. It takes an adjustment, just, like, just to get ahead in learning, an approach in Torah study, to become a person who dominates, takes a degree of, of effort and time and skill to, in order to get this. All these levels of tefillah, we should be thinking in prayer, as it says in the Sils Jasharim and Perkei Tess, uh, a person should think, take time and effort and, and, and just adjusting how to do it. Because we say, says you need three things to contemplate and cogitate three things we explain and hate and to ruminate to come to true fear awe and fear of Hashem one of them is you're 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 dominating to Hashem you're you're literally in front of him even though you can't literally see him the person has to, you know, Revolba. Revolba, who wrote Ali Shur, I gave Shur and Ali Shur many years ago. The great Mashkirch who passed away in 2004. When I was in the Mir Yeshiva, he used to come every other week to speak there. So he, he, uh, he writes in Ali Shur that before he would, he would back up for Shmonasi, as he went forward, he would think about Matan Taira, he would think about getting the Torah Sinai, thinking about Yamsuf, it's putting in the Red Sea. And so I asked him about it. I said, the Mashkiach always do that. So he said, when he's young, he always said, no, he thinks other thoughts which are, which, which, which make him feel the greatness of Hashem before he dalvins. You have to uh, appreciate that Hashem runs, the whole world is from Hashem. And for me, I'll tell you, I think I've said in my history, sir, you might see how Hashem runs the world. Even, even this election yesterday, do you understand that the people on the left, some of them, not all of them, some of those people would rip Yidin, not the from Jews necessarily, although they would hurt the from Jews, but secular Jews, they would give them, no, they would rip them and their children and their grandchildren away from Torah. They would make conversions that would destroy families forever. They would uproot the, the little Pintal Yid and Jews. So there was a miracle, you understand? It was a fifth election in two years. <laughs> Five elections and two. I mean, and, and the last government I was there, I, I spoke to Bennett and to Gans. I personally was presented to get on Sarin Knesset. I was there. It, 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 I am not like I was in the Knesset in February, meeting all these people from uh, Derry, the winners, Netanyahu, Herzog, the president. I mean, this that government was so bad. It was so bad. It was so bad. I'm not talking about security or economics. Those are all important. But we're a nation, a Torah nation. It was so bad for Torah. It was so, so crooked for Torah. 
And the damage would have been historic had they won it. Had they won it. Lapid and Lieberman would have been put into power permanently for four years. Right? And so I think, you know, Hashem watched over his children. Even, you know, wherever it is, like, I just actually just spoke at a sh- uh, married somebody off this past Sunday night. The night I was talking this week, the Balfour Declaration was 85 years ago this week. And... You know, and, 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 I, and I quoted Paul Johnson, who in his book on history would talk about like, the one gap, the one window where the Balfour Declaration could have happened and all the behind the scenes for that to happen. And even at that moment, no one knew what was going to happen, right? The Balfour Declaration, you know, Lord Alfred Balfour, Weitzman was pushing, Weitzman was pushing for this. And even Montague, who was, uh, came totally against this reformed Jew, liberal Jew. But they, the, the, the whole background, but it was really at the time... It's like a, a little bit of a joke because England was not a, was was not in Israel. They wrote they wrote it. They were in Palestine at the time. They hadn't even conquered it, and it was right, they were right on November second, nineteen seventeen. Right, the war the war would we don't they don't know that at the time is going to be a year longer about for declaration. No one knows that at that time. Uh, it's and it, and it could end at any you know. And what happens five days later on November seventh, nineteen seventeen? What happens November seventh? On November 7th, 1917, is the October Revolution. It was called October because of the Julian calendar was the calendar of Russia until 1918. So it was really, they're not November, it was October. The October Revolution happens in Russia. Trotsky and Lenin take over, start the Civil War, Russia take over. Russia pulls out of World War One. right? The, the whole front changes. So the Russian front, they, they make a peace treaty with Germany. <laughs> right? they, 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 the, the Brits then the, change their whole tactics and shift things and they attack Palestine. Just that, 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 that whole sequence of events is like, and how things work out. And, and, and here we are today. Hashem runs the world. So for me, one of the things that inspire me besides Torah and science and uh, and Hashem, and I, I look at the world of history, I'm like, whoa, we see Hashem everywhere. We, we're from Jews. Like, to, you know, we're here today. You know, that we, we're all here. It's miraculous. After the Holocaust, the, what, what happens, the Torah gets rebuilt around the world. I see the groups like, things were dead. They were dead. Embers, embers, dead. Lakewood has 7,500 people. Tamir has 9,000 people. There are chassidists with thousands of families. It's like a miracle. The state of Israel could come, in, and again, with all its imperfections, Come in 1948, it's like, whoa! Can't, so I, for me, that works. That's what I'm telling you. Tefillah has to be you. But you have to have Yira. If the person has to have Yira, they come into Tefillah. They, they, they have to have Yira. They have to come with an awe. And they're talking to Hashem. The person's talking to Hashem. You think about you contemplate a little bit. You put your, your, your heart into it. You can, you can, you can it comes to you. You're talking to Hashem. And you're asking from Hashem. Who is listening to what you say. And your friend listening to you. Now that you know you accomplished this, Hashem. Who are you talking to? It's not just that you're talking to Hashem, it's who are you talking to?
Hashem is higher than any bracha or a praise. You wouldn't like sometimes when people pray. I've seen very religious people pray this way. You have a conversation with that with anybody? Yeah, you pray. You, you can't even pronounce the words. I was once in a show. The guy davened. There's no way he said the words. There's no way. <laughs> it's not humanly possible. It's just not humanly possible to say the words. Excuse me. I'm sorry. It's, 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 that's how you talk to anyone. Not in tongue to Hashem. Remember, so you spoke. You think of the Galus of Hashem. That's how you talk to Hashem in your opportunity. Crazy. That that's the ladder going up in your person of Mazalzlabo. Vaitzer she's bainen. So to think number one, to, that you're talking to Hashem. Number two, the Galus Hashem. Number three is who am I? <laughs> what opportunity? They come with a little humility. Imagine you're going. If you would be, you know, today. You know, you, you need, you're dependent, you need something from a king, from a doctor, from a, uh, you need a loan, you need something, right? You come with a certain amount of humility. We're coming to Hashem, creator of the world, gives us life every second, and we, we, with all our imperfections. Certainly we do more than imperfections, and more sometimes person sins. You're going to dominate, there's a certain humility when you dominate. Hashem owes you nothing, owes me nothing. <laughs> We're owed nothing. We're going to praise Hashem because for the good is. We're going to thank Hashem for the good is. We're going to ask and Hashem owes us nothing. Nothing. Mahasik calls that and really to get this, these, even these three things. Yoyser, Mash, it's like, again, it's a very crude example just to give what I told Steve many years ago, close to 30 years ago. When you play basketball a lot, obviously, it gives, and again, I played junior varsity and varsity basketball as a kid. Um, so we practice every day. I just get into the game. We practice the passing. We did layups. We ran around. We got to shape period. But there's a there's a certain flow you get that you don't even that that you don't print. You just know how they play the game. You know what to pass. You know, okay, when you're playing the game, you make you make you make moves. But the, not a lot of it is just getting the flow. You 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 get the flow of it. And a person who davens when they get to a certain level of these even these three things. They get to flow, and they, this is how they dominate, right? Lahavdil again, a great basketball player. I'm not saying names, but really good, famous. They, they, they they're they, it be, okay. Uh, uh, since I'm in the city of Chicago, I'll pick somebody. Michael Jordan, okay. Um, uh, well, I wanted to make a football joke that he played football. Michael Jordan. If you were to think of Michael Jordan when he was 17, 18 years old, he would never be as good at basketball as 27. Why? Because he played all more basketball, you know, it, 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 you you learn the game better. You, you your your body adjusts more. How to, you just get the flow better. I've been driving a car for for many years. I, I drive, I'm a much better driver today. I I can because I'm I'm a, I'm an experienced driver. Khalila person, everyone is like that way. You, you so when you're dominating, you're making the effort. You're doing it correctly. If you never try to improve your dominating. Your basketball, you just do the same thing every single time. You know, life, when you lift weights and do the same amount your whole life, okay, you're not going to get better. But a certain amount is putting in the effort to get better. You, you, you learn the skills. Again, I feel I, I, I'm, I'm embarrassed to do it. I'm just, just reminded myself about Steve many years ago, and he, for him, this is what he understood, but it's just such a poor example of basketball. 
to Torah v'tefillah. But it's something that we can at least understand on a basic level. <laughs> That's how it goes. You know, Lahazi calls that, In other words, people think they'll, they'll, they'll work on themselves and they'll become more religious, more religious, and more pure is already a level. More, I'm, I, of course, I'll get, I, I've been religious for many years. I've been, I went to Yeshiva for many years. I'll be, no, that's not going. You're not going to be a better davener by just been doing that. Um, the Sraga, you, no, you have to, you, you, you have to, you, more important than all that is Lachshabem. You have to work on these things. You have to work on talking to Hashem, not davening. Talk to Hashem. Have a conversation with Hashem. Work on thinking of how great Hashem is. And work on thinking how Hashem owes us nothing because we're far from perfect. Just like when you say Torah, if you learn Tanakh, or Gemara, right? I, I'm, I, I mean, I see my, on Tanakh, last um, Shabbos, that was my 11th Sim on Tanakh. So I'm on my 12th cycle. I know Tanakh Lavera today, they do a long time ago. So why I did it many more times. Say that you learn Gemara, you learn, you're going to get a lot, you learn, you're going to learn more. Poseches, Rav Khan Kayevsky, who did Shas every year, plus, 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 did a culture He knew a lot more at age 70 than he knew at age 40. And he, Shari Avana, Bahari Sergius, Kenemit Tfilat, so to Tfilat Sarkhlish Tadal, a person has to understand, to get it to a an understanding and a connection to the different ways to pray, which we, that's the safer. We haven't done that at all yet. And it could be sometimes that, is, that there's even one little thing is a game changer. It's a game changer on how you dive for the rest of your life. He gives you one example. Even one, one, one nugget of knowledge, we know from the Kisvi HaRizal, from the writings of the Rizal. The Rizal, of course, was the person who opened the Kabbalah for, not for what they call Lurianic Kabbalah for, but changed Kabbalah, changed even the Hasidic movements based on him. A lot of the Sephardic movement changed because of him. The Rizal, the Rizal changed all of our connection to Kabbalah and how, and how we deal with the spheres and understanding of Kabbalah. The Rizal writes, in the, in the writings of the Rizal, the Chazar Sashatz, or petition of the Shemona Esrei, this, Yesh Ba'ayla Atsum who has a tremendous Ma'ayla Plus, over the regular Shmonesre. So, the Chazar Sashats, go take a picture. Even in a show that people are davening someone seriously. Watch how they daven. Even a good daven. Now we're talking about the, the, the good people. People are working on themselves. No, everyone's good, but the better people. The davening. Then look at the same person in Chazar Sashats. See how they da- listen to the interpretation of Shmonesre. Very few people take Chazar Sashats seriously. But the Rizal says that Chazar Sashat has a Miley Atsuma. Vyesh Hevdel ben Shnei Chalka Atfilo, believes Shiver, he can't compare the two. And in fact, he, the Shpinkas points out that, that the Gemara says, the Talmud says in Brachas, his spalo vlonena, if you're dominant and you're not answered in the positive, yachsur vyespalo, go and daven again. Now, most Mepharsha, most commentaries say, if you didn't daven one, daven again. You know, right? If you did that once, davening, 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 talk to Hashem until you're answered in the positive. But the Gro says, if you daven, you're not answered, daven again. Says the Gro, you'll daven again by Chazar Sashatz. That's what the Vilna says. 
And on this, the growth they bring down in Amar Kel Kabbalim Hashem will not turn away to the Sibur. You know why? Because the Talmud says in Brochas, Eina Kadesh Baruch Hu Mayes Betfilas and Shorabim. Chazaras Hashatz, you need a minion for. It's for the whole minion. It's not just, you dive with Hashem, if you dive with a minion, you're at least connected to the Tfilas of the minion. But it's your Shmanes, right? The Tfilas of Tzibor, what's it called? Tfila of the Tzibor, of the congregation. It has the Milo of the congregation, it has the plus of the congregation. Remez Zehumash, the Tfilas Amida Koiva, Shetiva Lachash. Uh, we know that first tefillah has to be quiet. You can't even pronounce the words that a lot of people can hear. And the chazaras hashatz, the repetition of the shmona esrei, is supposed to be allowed. Tefillah sar lachash, the midah of shmona esrei, the rovikrosa, he says, is like a person, it's so precious, is ka'odam, it's like a person hiding a, a precious diamond. We don't want anyone to steal it. It means it's, it's you and Hashem. It's your relationship with Hashem. When a person's talking to Hashem and he's davening and he's thanking Hashem and he's praising Hashem and, 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 he's, and, he, and he's asking for das and for, for knowledge and for health and for wealth and then at the end of Shonash he's adding his personal things watch over my wife or, or my, my mother sick God forbid a person says all these things and he's talking it's, you're hiding it's not for the public consumption it's, it's that personal connection between you and Hashem that's to Belachash shots is so so we're not worried about thieves. No one could steal it. No, there's no one. There's no bad. There's no bad force that could take it. Right? Your 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 your, your connection to Hashem um, so at such a level. There's no there's no danger, and, and therefore it's because it's not. It's the it's the tefillah of the rabbim. It's the bnei Yisrael. It's the tzibur who's davening, and yet. Uh, uh, Rabbi Meitan, he's talking. I'm just saying, his audience is a very religious audience, very serious Jews. And he says, Rabbi Meitan, unfortunately, you can go around shows around the world of all cultures and levels of observance. They don't know this. They don't know the Chazaras Hashats, they don't know the Rizal, or they or grow, grow, or they're, they're not at that level that they appreciate it. And in Chazar Shashatz, we repeat the Shemun Esrei, it's Etzlam, it's a time they open a safer, they space out, uh, and he says, if Shaviro, Shiv he goes 70 years, a person can live their whole life, and not once, not once, do they have come on in Chazar Shashatz. Ve'afilu, Shomei HaBrachas, and Yerder Shomei HaBrachas, Ve'ayin Amen, the answer, Amen. It's no, it's not, you see, when they dominate, give me that, give me Parnassah, there's a recession, right? They daven, the same Baruch Aleinu, Chazar Shat, Amen, Amen, Baruch Hashem, that's the people listening, by the way. And the reason, if they'd understand, the Chazar Shat, you're very lucky, you all this tonight, you can change your whole lives, right, from now on. It's amazing. If you get this, it's just if you hear this, then this this year and every year that's the safe will be worth it. If this changes in your chazar shashats, whoa! For here go prati mahalka tefilas kulesa. Mashallah, Misha kana mukhes. Imagine a person buys a car. For they say about a call yamav, right? Guy buys a car, it's a nice sports car. Russ, you still you still have the same car over there, the red one. Nice kishmaka car, a car that can hit the gas. Um, you call him a and he takes it like he drives the first time. Imagine, you know, 
Kim Shemoilam, he just started driving a car and he gets a nice car. Kim Shemoilam, he doesn't know how to really maneuver the car. He doesn't realize the car really works, really could do a lot of, you know, all kinds of gadgets, all kinds of things, and it could actually go speed up. For imagine, he drives the first time he buys the car, he's very concerned, it's a nice car. He drives 20 kilometers an hour, right? 50 miles an hour. This car is only 100 miles an hour. He never does it. He just always drives 50 miles an hour. By the way, you know, some of you see these old ladies, bubbies, they're very, they're old, they're scared. They drive 20 miles an hour. They're driving a sports car, 20 miles an hour. Like, okay, they're, they're nervous people. But imagine you, you start off as a, as a kid who's scared and you start to, you never drive 60 miles an hour on the highway, 70 miles an hour. He's driving still 20 miles an hour. One day you get a little bit more, you go 40, kilom- 40 kilometers, 30 miles an hour. And you think, wow, look what I did. But you're selling yourself short. You just, if you don't know how to drive the car, you don't know how to play basketball, you don't know what you're doing. You do, do the same thing your whole life. Uh, 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 this car can do way more. All kinds of things. Right, there's, you know, if they have all kinds of engineers working for years how to move the seats. The guy sits uncomfortable his whole life in the car. Like, you know, he's, he barely hit the pedals, he's far, too far back, or he's crunched up, he's too far forward, he doesn't know he can move the seats up and back and forward. Right, doesn't know the car works. Right, whenever they turn, they wait till all the cars pass, they never have a blinker, they can make it, you know, like they don't know what they're doing. Well, but MS, if you understand that the car has all kinds of things that you can do, why don't you drive the car that way? Because you don't know what the car does. You never took the time. You know, there's a manual. You never looked at the manual. You never realized the car can speed up. You never learned. Yeah. Right? And same thing by Tefillah. Many people who will drive uncomfortably. There are many people who will not drive at the speeds that they could and should drive at because they never took the time to learn it. Next week we'll pick up, talk about taking the time to learn the Tefillah, which we'll be doing for the next few months. Um, and how, the benefits of that and how we could actually improve in other words in our prayer, which we do for many hours of the day and many hours of our week. And if we accomplish this, we will not only improve our tefillah, we will change our lives and we'll change the lives of the world around us. Okay, we'll hold here. Thank